Okay, ready? Ready. Ready. Okay, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Include Podcast. It's going to be an awesome episode, so let's get it going. I'm Lisa. I'm Wendy. I'm Miles. The topic today is iKPI and what it's like to implement it and make the transition from using reports and asset to the dashboards and analytics in iKPI. We have with us today an expert on this subject, someone that has recently gone through this process, our very special guest, Mark Borst. Hi, Mark. Hello, everyone. Welcome, How's everybody welcome. doing? Good. Good, good, good. So happy to have you. So before we get to diving into the IKPI stuff, um, give us your background a little bit about yourself and Boris' landscape and design. Sure. So I um, was got interested in the industry back in, um, I would say, the late 80s, um, during high school, during college, and um, uh, made a decision after high school to go to get a, a degree in ornamental horticulture from my local community college. Um, studied there two years and then decided to um, switch after that to Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey to get a degree in landscape architecture. So at that time I had been running a small little landscape business on the side, cutting lawns, uh, helping put myself through college. Um, graduated college in 93. Um, and then went into my business full time. So I've been doing this since uh, 93, started out as um, probably like most of us, just a lawnmower, a pickup truck, and um, started doing my business from there. Um, Over time, grew the business, um, started hiring people. I would say probably after three or four years in business, we were probably doing close to three quarters of a million dollars in revenue. And, really probably had no idea why. Um, And, uh, you know, hopefully figured it out pretty quickly that, uh, you know, we, uh, what we were doing right, what we were doing wrong. We ended up hiring um, some consultants at the time to help us with our estimating to understand our numbers better. Again, went to school for landscape design, never went to school to learn how to run a business. So it was initiation by fire. So uh, presently today, we're employing just under hundred people um, revenues range between 10 million, and 12 million, did 12 million in the year 2019. Uh, this past year, 2020, looks like we'll hit about 10 million. Big discrepancy there is um, we had a terrible snow season um, last year and COVID hit us pretty hard in the beginning since we are a suburb right of New York City. So we were kind of the epicenter um, for this outbreak. So things were a little rough in the beginning, but season ended up pretty good. So that's uh, a little bit about me. Very good. So you have been, you've been a client of Include for quite a long time. So I looked it up and since 2004, so you've been using asset for quite a long time. Um, So what, how, how did, how did you come about that way back then? And, you know, how's that, how's using asset helped your company grow? And yeah, I mean, when we started out, we were, if I remember correctly, I think we were on a DOS version of QuickBooks, if we all remember back that far. And then <laughs> I think some of us do, others. Maybe. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and then at some point I had gone into a landscape software um, of, of a guy here locally in New Jersey. And I had been on that. I, I would guess probably, I'm going to guess probably eight years or so. Cause I remember getting it pretty early while I was in business. I was always trying to figure out how to systemize thing versus using Excel spreadsheets, like, you know, QuickBooks, you always had to. And then we, we realized that that was an extremely small company and, and it was really a one-person operation. So we always had the fear of what would happen to that person or the software if anything happened to him. So um, researching, you know, we, we looked at some different softwares at the time and, and decided to uh, go with Asset back in 2004. And um, it, it was, it, it's been a great relationship for, you know, I guess 16 plus years now. So it's... Um, like any software, you know, we have our ups and downs. Sometimes we have bad days, some days, right. mostly good days. So that's a good thing. That is good. And you do, you get in a rut and you have to kind of step back and reevaluate the, you do, how you do things sometimes. And I think you've done that a couple of times with us and an asset. So, and most recently taking on IKPI and, and going down that path. So I thought, Miles, maybe you can fill us in on what happens when a client does purchase IKPI, they decide to implement that. What's that process like? And what's the implementation like? Um, I get, it depends on the company. So I think some companies have, uh, it depends on the culture. So usually what will happen is that a, the IKPI subscription will be purchased. And then you get, we, we have two training sessions to kind of get the runaround of the software and then how to navigate the basic dashboards, right? And then it's up from there to for the company to experiment, to implement, and to see like what dashboards and reports they'll replace. Um, but in some cases, we'll get into more optimization type scenarios. So um, Mark was Mark was a little bit a different case because they bought IKPI, but also um, we had an outgoing optimization for just asset practices going on. So what we're able to do is like merge those two processes. And this is where it ended up being a good case because IKPI brought out where all the bad data is exactly in like a more real sense. And then it also gave us a good uh, segue to, um, to implement some better practices in asset itself. So, um, so yeah, so that's, I, I think that's what the process looks like for the most part. And uh, yeah. How was that for you, Mark? What, what was that like from your side of things? Well, I think, you know, um, with any software, you, you implement it and then you get comfortable. And then um, people in the office start creating a lot of workarounds if they don't understand something, right? So I would say that when we um, started implementing the software, I think we we bought it in 2004 and we implemented the January of 2005. And so I would say from 2005 to 2010, we really uh, did our best to understand the software and use it to the best of our ability. It, it was new for us. So we really had to understand how um, a, a program like this worked. And um, so it took us some time to figure things out, creating our reports, how we wanted them. And then I think from 2010 to 2000. 19, we just were in a rut for nine years and not really understanding what's, what was new with the software and diving into it. We all just did what we did. And then the big thing that came to light for me is that um, 
we have a general manager that loves data and he started putting data together for us on weekly meetings for maintenance in, in our construction side. And he was spending a tremendous amount of time getting data out of asset. And, um, you know, I finally looked at it one day and said, oh my gosh, we're spending like, you know, six to 10 hours a week just producing reports. Um, and so that's where the IKPI came into place to say, you know, once you implemented it, um, you know, the frustration we had before that was trying to get um, information, um, I guess, um, simplified, right? So we could run real, real big detailed reports, but we wanted a simple dashboard to show people. And that's exactly what IKPI is doing for us. So it's, it's taken all these reports that we would put together to do a quick little dashboard that took a long time. And now we're getting it instantaneously with, with um, IKPI. So, um, you know, this program has helped us grow tremendously over the years. I just want to add that too. I think when we came on asset in 05, we were probably just under 3 million or just over 3 million revenue. And now, you know, all the years later has helped us to really grow. And, and, and really, um, I think the more we dive into it and the more we're able to use different portions, we're actually um, making our staff more efficient in the office and allowing them to do other things versus um, cumbersome reports or data entry, whatever it may be. And, and one of the other things we implemented finally this year was the uh, iCrew tracker and which helped on a lot of data entry. Um, so the person that we had doing data entry was a full-time job before iCrew Tech, and now we're down to a person that's working probably three to four hours a day doing data entry for um, portions of our company that we're not using iCrew Tracker yet. So that, that's something that we'll be working on in the, in the next year to get everybody on that. Get everyone, yep. Yeah. Once you make that leap, and and I say it all the time, it's just, it's crazy to have asset and not use iCrew Tech. Yeah, agree. So what kind of um, dashboards, what kind of information are you getting out of iKPI now? What, what are your go-to? I would say, you know, my number one go-to, and you'll probably laugh at this, is the communication log, you know, um, to get a quick snapshot of what's going on in my company. I have a subscription set up where every morning at six o'clock, I get an email that I click on and I go in to see what happened in the company the day before. I get to see all the communication that came into the office. Uh, and I like to review that real quickly. I probably spend two, three minutes on it, but really just to see what kind of info came into the office, good things, bad things, you know, uh, what client called in and wasn't happy uh, since we log all of our phone calls into our CX module, which is like our CRM area. Um, we get to see all that information, what's going on. So to me, that's one of the first things I use. And then I would say um, after that, really going into the different reports that we use for our divisions. So uh, with Miles' help, he has created some great reports for us that um, really give us some timely information of what's going on on our maintenance accounts. We can see very quickly um, how productive our maintenance accounts are for the week. We can do a snapshot to say, Here's estimated hours versus uh, budgeted hours, excuse me, budgeted hours versus at, um, actual hours. And then the same thing for the construction crews. We can um, go in there um, before we run the report. Uh, we can give each job a, ju a gut check to say, hey, we think this job is 50% done or 70% done. And then we can run a report 
that shows us by hours how how long that job is, how long, how far into the process it is. So if one of our project managers says, hey, that job's at least 60% done, and then we look at hours and all of a sudden we use 70 to 80 of our hours, 70 to 80% of our hours, we know we have a real problem going on. So we can quickly kind of look at that and say, okay, um, why is this job using up so many hours and let's try to figure it out. Instead, the old way, right, we'd get done with the job and then we'd look at it and say, oh, we estimated 100 hours on that job and it took us 150. Now we need to go backwards and say, okay, what happened? At least this is real-time data now to understand where we're at. Um, your sales reports, I mean, there's a sales uh, pipeline that, we've that we use. Um, there's a great um, completed construction project um, report that we're using now that once our jobs are done, we can run a detailed report of what's what happened on the job as far as, you know, materials, labor, subs versus, you know, the actual versus how we estimated it. Um, it's been some really great stuff. And then one of the reports I like, I don't know if this is open to everybody, but I know Miles put this together. It was a, a new client list. And um, once a week, I get a subscription email to me showing me, um, how many new clients we signed on that week and, and who was a proposal and became a client. And, and the cool thing I like about that is, is I do um, thank you cards to anybody that has come new to the, the landscape, to our landscape company. So once a week, I'll run that report out. I'll send out some handwritten thank you cards to people that just joined the company as a client. And um, just a little personal touch that I like to uh, throw out once a week. So, yeah, I would say that that's... Um, most of the reports that we're using. So, Miles, anything uh, that I missed that that we've been working on together? No, I think the the best one I like. Well, I mean, I think there's the the new clients dashboard is cool. Um, it's because it's pretty simple. But I like the work in progress dashboard that um, that we work together to really simplify that using the uh, the estimated out estimated percent complete in job manager. Um, and like getting that out of a spreadsheet. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the th cool things about that report that I really like the most is, you know, if we run a, a report at a job manager of all our um, active jobs, um, we're constantly doing change orders on jobs, right? As people get excited, they add things. So we could have a job that has 10 groups to it. You know, the groups all, you know, not, you know, group two through 10 could be all change orders. And so for every line in job manager, it's showing you for each item, a estimated hours and your actual hours, where this report that, that you put together, Miles, is, is consolidating all those group numbers into one line. So I don't have to start looking at all these lines, real quick glance, I can say, okay, here's how many hours we sold to that client, and this is how many hours we've used to that client. So that's a great report that we love using, simplified, real simple. Yeah. And I think like a good process change that happened as a result of that is kind of like, where I'm sure it's still in progress. I don't know, like, but um, is using job manager as a central source of truth versus a, a spreadsheet as a central source of, source of truth. So we've had some other clients that have embraced that dashboard too, and they require every week their project managers, managers to go up and update the estimated percent complete in all their jobs that they're assigned to in job manager. So that dashboard is reflected appropriately versus like updating a spreadsheet that gets passed around on email and then consolidated outside of the system. So um, 
and what's great is that on the dashboard, like we just have a setup for hours, but if you want to see dollars, it's easy to bring that in and see gross margin performance and all that stuff too, if people want to take a look at that. So that's, I really, I really enjoyed working on that one because it's a simple looking dashboard, but it took a little bit to kind of get to that point. So. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Miles, what do you find? Um, is it just do the dashboards that are, you know, our default dashboards, the, 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 the ones that we have that come with the system that, you know, we've created and um, are adding to constantly, are, are they sufficient? Are, um, what amount of tweaking gets involved? You know, what, what, how does that fall into implementing it and that part of the process? I think it really depends on the owner. It all really, like analytics and looking at your data is such like a personal thing. So like Mark will look at his data different than, than uh, like another one of our clients. And then that client will look at it differently than another. They're all looking at different metrics that they know over time running their businesses, like the defining, like the, the indicator of how their company's doing, whether it's profitability or whatever. So um, for most cases, I find uh, the more that we do testing, so like using consulting with Mark, and then we also have other beta testers that really refine our dashboards the less adjustments are needed um, for our clients. But for those clients that have years of, and like have a culture of data analytics, they're gonna tweak it a lot more because they know what data they're looking for. Whereas other clients who like say Mark that are starting up their business or have been in business to actually do the landscaping and enjoy working outside and not looking at numbers, they'll do less tweaking, but the reports that we send out are really adequate. And it's cool when you get feedback from people who have been into business for a while, like Mark or some other clients, they kind of reap, our other clients kind of reap the benefit of like that kind of shared knowledge, which is cool. Um, but the advantage is that, you know, Mark gets to report first and, and <laughs> they get to, <laughs> they get to see it. So, you know, um, but I think, I think it really depends. So, uh, but generally for, if I were to group it, it'd be like the companies that are just looking to get the work done and see where they're at, the dashboards that we have right now don't need that much tweaking uh, for the companies that really want to get into the details, especially on like construction projects and such. Uh, they need a little bit more, they need a little bit more tweaking, but we have another dashboard that's coming out and Mark was talking about like the completed construction project detail. Um, and that uses the GL categories and CX and asset. So that'll require some tweaking in there, but then people have like a pretty much the job profit and loss report digitized on a dashboard, which is cool. Oh yeah, that'd be like my favorite because I'm all about the accounting numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark, it sounds like you use the subscriptions feature for yourself. Do you have that set up for other people in your company? Yeah, we do. So um, we started rolling out this fall, late this fall. Um, subscription. I think it goes once a week to all our salespeople that shows them uh, where they are in their sales pipeline. Um, so uh, it shows them how many um, proposals they sent out and how many of those have they closed. So that's a weekly subscription that they're getting. Um, our maintenance client division is getting the new client list um, emailed to them once a week so they can see who the new clients are. 
and it just targets um, our lawn care and our maintenance clients um, are being sent to them. So they just get a quick glance to say, okay, you know, how many new people have we signed on? And they just get a, you know, a little bit of a feel for that. So we're going to be rolling out more um, as our season goes on. We're, I would say we're at the point with the IKPI where we need to really dig into it and look at how we're going to set up our reports for everybody to see once a week because this is information we want everybody to see as far as what their sales pipeline looks like, um, you know, sold jobs, proposed jobs, and then on the, on the production side to be able to see profitability, uh, how all jobs are going. So I would say in another month or two, we're going to have them really fine tuned um, to getting them rolled out every week to everybody. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important for, people within the company to have access to that stuff. And I remember back in the day, we used to have the weekly meetings. And of course, it was supposed to be half an hour and end up being two hours long, and you're passing out paper all over the place. So this subscription thing to me sounds like it's it's not only fun, it's it's quick and easy. Yeah, some of our reports today, I, think, I feel like we're going through a box of paper a week looking at reports. <laughs> I think now with the with the subscription and, and we have our conference room set up with a big screen TV so we can share all these reports right on the TV without having to print all this stuff out all the time. So that's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, that's a great advantage. Nice. Or get it on your phone. Do you do you use that? Do you access IKPI on your phone at all or does your team? You know, I use it on my iPad often, but I don't I don't know that I've used it on my iPhone. Um, that, that'd be interesting to try out, see what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Some reports look better than others, but it works. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Right. I'm getting older now. I don't know if we'll be able to see it on there. <laughs> and, that, and that's Miles' way of making sure that you keep track of everything. Even if you're on vacation, you just look at your phone and <laughs> there, there's your dashboards. So there you go. That's never good stuff. Track. How, how is your team, has your team embraced this and are they anxious to get the information? Have they? Yeah, I think um, um, when we started this whole process of really trying to understand um, IKPI, we started at a higher level with the general manager, myself and our comptroller. And so we've been the three of us that have been sitting down, really looking at the reports that we're putting out every week. And uh, with Miles' help, really trying to um, take what we've been used to looking at and getting it in an IKPI. Um, you know, like anything, we had a, um, I feel that we had a change on the information that we wanted to see and how we were looking at it um, to make it um, more conforming, I guess you'd say, the way that asset would put it out. So we all have our ways of looking at things. And sometimes you step back and you go, okay, just because I've always looked at it that way, this new way might be better. And we found that out quite a bit with, with different reports. So now we're, you know, once we've got the, the, the kind of a top level team in my company understanding, now we're trickling it down to other people and asking them instead of us always giving them the reports, what are your key three things you want to see every week? And we've had that with the construction um, salespeople, you know, saying, here's the data I look at. You know, I get this weekly report that has all these numbers on it, but here's what I, what I look at. And so that's where the mail subscription or email subscription works out real well. We can shoot them a quick report of what they want to see their top three things. And and it's worked out real well, I feel. So, and you know, what's really cool, 
I, I think about the IKPI is um, a frustrating level that we had in the past with asset is, is getting that information out of the, all the information's in asset. It's like, how do you get it out, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you go into different reports and, and job manager or schedule manager, and you can look at all different things. And it's like, I just want to see it all in one shot. And that's, to me, that has been the gold mine that you've created with this um, IKPI is that we're able to suck in information from different areas. You know, Miles talked before about our final job cost report gets sucked from GL. Um, maybe the weekly information is getting sucked from job manager. So there's all different areas that IKPI allows you to pull it from. Um, you know, we start getting into these detailed reports. It's probably not some, something the common person like myself can figure out. So you're going to have to uh, set up a meeting with asset to get that figured out. But, um, you know, once you go through the few meetings to get it set up the way you want, it is going to save so much time in the future that that's one of the things I've seen as the, as the, the huge benefit of being um, with this new software. There's new add-on, I guess you'd say. Okay. Dashboard add-on, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, product. Yeah, and I think um, Miles made this point early on, and I, I think it's important is that um, IKPI does um, shine a light on things that the data that might not be correct in the system. And it really makes you be on your P's and Q's because, you know, you get that cleaned up and then you keep on top of it. And, you know, we, we like to say good things in, good things out. So that really um, makes sure that you're using the system correctly. And then that allows you to get this really useful information from it, which is so important. Agreed. I think through this process too, um, you know, we, we've been spending a lot of time with Miles looking at, at all this, but really understanding how we can be more efficient within asset also has been key for us. You know, there's different things in there that we've never realized. Um, I guess we realized are there, but we didn't know how to use them, right? So, you know, even like the marketing tabs, there were things that we, we spent some time on just looking at that we had no idea we could use it that way. Um, so there, you know, huge things. And then we're kind of in the process now, we haven't finalized yet, but the way we were processing a lot of our maintenance contracts were very time consuming. And we showed Miles our process of how we did it. And, um, you know, he's given us a lot of direction on how to make that better. So we're in the process of creating more templates. You know, we have a great template set up for our installation division, but we haven't carried that down to the maintenance division or, or we have a garden care division. We really haven't, done a template for them. So I think, you know, the more we can systemize things within asset, the better we'll be able to use asset in the future. So these are a lot of things that really came to light once we started diving into all this. Awesome. It's all about saving time because when you can save time, you can be making more money. Right. Time is money. <laughs> and keeping your clients happy. <laughs> Or people in the I always office say, aren't pissed. Yeah. I always say focus on the important stuff, right? You know, we get we get bogged down with getting information and, and things that um, are important, but yet they're not as important as other things. And, and sometimes I find myself getting bogged down in stuff that's not really the stuff I should get bogged down in. So um, if, if we can get one of those little um, loopholes out of the way and be able to focus on the important stuff and not have to worry about putting reports together and be able to get information at a, at a touch. Um, it, it just making us that much better as a company. Oh yeah, definitely. Focus on the right things. Mm -hmm. 
And, and Mark too, I think, um, it says a lot, I mean, explains a lot to your success that you pay such attention to detail that you, um, you look on a daily basis at what's going on in the company, what your clients are saying, and then giving that them that attention, like a personal thank you note. I just think that that's, you know, speaks volumes to, um, how, you know, you are as a person and how the success of your company that, that it means everything. So I think that was, I mean it, that's very, very special. So before we wrap it up, any final thoughts, especially Miles and Mark on using IKPI or any words of advice or tidbits that you can offer if, you know, people are on the fence thinking about pulling the trigger for IKPI, um, any parting thoughts from you guys? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's, it's something that we purchased when it first came out and we probably didn't use it much at all. For the first six months, we paid the subscription per month, and um, I kind of wondered why we were paying the subscription and not using it. So it wasn't until, don't be afraid, to, I guess my, my comment to that is don't be afraid to dive in and start looking at it, right? Um, I think you're going to dive in, you're going to see some good stuff, and then you're going to see some things that you don't understand. And I think spend a little time figuring out what you don't understand and then set up a time with asset to learn how to understand it, right? I think that if, you're, if you spend a little time getting um, some experts showing you how to use it and uh, maybe some of the reports need to be defined a little better for you, uh, I go for it. You know, don't say, I don't have the time to do it. Make time and, um, and start using it because it'll save you so much time in the future. Yeah, I echo that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that IKPI is a, is a is a cool in a way that's a little bit different than the normal uh, product that is asset, right? Since IKPI is a cloud-based tool, uh, you can access it from anywhere, and uh, that means we can help in different ways uh, than we could previously. So, um, so there's there's a lot of opportunity, and it's and as we get more clients and get more input and release more dashboards, then um, there'll be a better fit, you know, as, as people start making their data available. So that's yeah, good. That's good guys. And well, Mark, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Um, we really appreciate it. And I'm sure you know, people who are listening appreciate it as well, your insight. Um, so really appreciate that. Um, we thank everyone for listening, for checking in with us. Um, you can send any questions, comments, topic suggestions, uh, let us know if you would like to join us on an episode, um, just email us at teamandinclude.com. Um, you can also reach out to teamandinclude.com if you want more information on IKPI. Uh, we also encourage you to visit and participate in I in the iCommunity forums. Um, there's a special forum there dedicated just to IKPI. So you can, you know, see what people are talking about and ideas bouncing back and forth. And um, Miles is good about updating if, he, if there's a new video or a new dashboard being released, you can get information there as well. Keep up on with that. Um, so, and the iCommunity forums too for our other products as well. So check out the iKPI one and all the other products too. So Mark, thank you so much again. And thank thanks, Wendy and Miles. 
So until the next time, we'll be talking to you real soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you.